Okay, good morning, everybody, and welcome to the Motzei Shabbos Shir for Parshas Lech Lecha. And the topic of tonight's Shir, Pidyon Shuim, the Great Mitzvah of Free Hostages, obviously a a topic which has contemporary significance. Unfortunately, based on what's going on in Eretz Yisrael at the moment, but I want to make it very clear from the outset that uh, it's not my goal here to paskin anything or to offer uh, my opinion, and certainly not to offer any advice as to what should be done and how it should be done. Uh, in terms of the, the current situation, the crisis facing Kali Yisrael, but just rather to go through some of the issues relating to the Mitzvah Pidyon Shuyim uh, in, in the different uh, areas where it might be applicable. Our point of departure is obviously here in Parshas Lech Lecha, uh, Avram finds out that during the battle, Avram Avinu finds out, then still called Avram, he finds out during the battle between four kings and five kings, uh, battle wages between these different kings, whether they're actually kings or tribal leaders, whatever they were, we don't know that much about the details. They each had a city, a district, whatever it was. There was some sort of war, some kind of war in Israel, which uh, did not really involve Avram Avinu at all. It was none of his business until he found out in Park Yudalad, Pasig Yudalad, Source 1, Vayishma Avram Kinishba Achiv. He found out that his nephew, it doesn't mean his brother literally, his relative Lot, had been taken captive in this battle. He was taken as a prisoner of war. He was being held captive, being held hostage uh, by the group associated with the four kings. And so Avram sprung into action of Ayarkas Chanichov. He armed, or he rallied his Chanachanichov, his, his, his followers, and so on. Shmona also shows me he rallied 318 men. He pursued them and so on. And he came to attack them at night, as it says in the next Pesach, and he defeated them, and he pursued them, and he brought everything back, including in Pesachim, he brought Lot and all his possessions back. And so Avram's, Avram Avinu's mission to rescue his nephew Lot, who had been held hostage, uh, was successful. Rashi comments, Vayorik, it's an unusual word, it means Vizoriz, perhaps it means armed. Chanacho is also an interesting word, it means his initiates, his people who were on his side, and so on. So I'm not going to spend details about who these exactly were, Rashi quotes the next Rashi, second Rashi in, in, in source two, Paragadal, Pasigadal, Shmonas, or Shloshmeos, quotes the Chazal, that actually it was only one person who went with him, that's Eliezer, his trusted servant Eliezer, and the Gematria of Eliezer is 318. You can do it, you can do the math that works. Okay, what exactly it means is like that in the Embracious Rabbah, Rashi gets his Parsha Mem Gimel, Simon Bey, source number three. First, it discusses how did he rally his men? What does he mean by Yorek as Chanichov? Either one opinion says Bichle Zayin, he gave them weapons and arms. Others said he gave them Avonim Tovos or Margolios. He gave them jewels. He kind of like gave them a financial reward for participating. Uh, others said he inspired them with Parsha Shoftim, which the uh, Torah described towards the end of Chomish Devarim, about how you rally up the troops and so on. And uh, and it eventually it mentions that one opinion, Reish Lakish, uh, and Bar Kapatim and Bar Kapar, it was just Eliezer, it's Gematri 318. That's how the Gemara has also in the Dharm Lamed Bezim and Aleph in source number four. What did exactly do? Rav Omar Harik and Batore, he inspired them to the Torah. Others say he inspired them through gold and silver and so on, the weapons, and others say it was just Eliezer. Whoever it was, uh, Rashi there explains in the Dharma Lama Basement Aleph, Eliezer Hushman, Eliezer Begimatria, adds up to 318. Okay, whatever it was, certainly Avram Avinu rallied his men, his supporters, whoever it was, and was successful in redeeming Lot. So obviously that's the first case that we have, at least openly, of Pidyon Shuim, that Avram Avinu understood that he had to save Lot from this uh, situation, was in captivity, and was successful in so doing, inspired or accompanied by Eliezer, by others, maybe Eliezer was in charge of them, however it worked out. So this leads us into the discussion of Pidyon Shuim in general. In source number six, the Pasuk says in Baba ba- Gemara, it says in Baba Basit of Chesm and Aleph, go over to Chesm and Beis, Ifra Hormiz Imed Shur Malka. Ifra Hormiz was a woman who was the mother, the queen mother of Shur Malka, was the king, King Shapur. King Shur was some sort of a Persian king who had good relations with the Jews, with the Jewish Chachamim and so on. So one time, Shidra Arnaka did not really come of Yosef. She sends some sort of a wallet or, a, you know, a... a a pouch full of money to Rav Yosef, and Omra Lehevel Mitzvah I'm trusting you to use it for a major mitzvah. Use this money for the purpose of a major mitzvah. So Rav Yosef had to sit and think. The Gemara says, what exactly qualifies a major mitzvah? Should I buy a pair of tefillin with him? Should I buy my little Vanessa? What, 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 what should be? What exactly qualifies a major mitzvah? So Abaye said, well, we have a teacher of Shmuel Bar Yehuda. says, ain't post can stalk ali soma filipidion shuyim. Talking about tzedakah, Okay, specifically about the distributing money by the executor of the estate of Yisom of orphans. Again, those details are not pertinent to us at the moment, but it says, It mentions talking is even pidyon shuim, implying, says, says uh, Abaye, and going over to Amibay, pidyon shuim, mitzvah rabbi. Pidyon shuim is a real mitzvah rabbi, real major, major mitzvah. Okay, that's what qualifies as a major mitzvah. Okay, why is that so? So the Gemara quotes a Pasuk, 
What's his name? Next page. We'll skip down for a moment. It's Psukim in Yirmiyahu. Tarek Tesvav, Pesukim Aleph and Beis in Yirmiyahu. It's verse 9. Ba'omer Shemilah Yirmiyahu says he's, uh, Kodesh Baruch was angry with the Jewish people and he tells them they have to go out, right? Even, even, I feel, in Yamod, Moshe Shmuel. Moshe Rabbeinu himself comes. Shmuel Rabbeinu himself comes. I'm not going to, uh, Subside, let my anger against Christ subside. Again, the details of the context are not important, but the next passage of Bayes is very important. Where are we going to go? Those who are going to die and die in bed, natural cause, they'll go there. Those who die by the sword, will die by the sword. Those who die by the famine will be die by a famine. Those will go into captivity will go into captivity. So Rashi there in Yermio, in source 10, Perak Tezvah, first he says Moshe and Shmuel, Moshe and Shmuel, when he petitioned HaKadosh Baruch they're able to get the Jewish people to do tshuva, and that's why HaKadosh Baruch responded positively, but here you're not going to be able to do it, so don't even bother davening, that's the first thing, again, the context of Yermio is not important, but the next Rashi uh, quotes Pasuk Beis in Yermio, Perak Tezvah, source 10, Kolam Uchar Bapasuk Karshu Mechaveru. That Pasuk lists the, the tragedies in order or ascending order of severity. So it says first Mavis, then Cherev, then Rav, then Shri. Okay, again, first regular death, then, then death by the sword, then death by famine, and then in Shri, uh, captivity. Right, but dying by the sword is worse than dying natural causes because a cherub in novellas. The cherub, you know, chops you up, it, it, it destroys the body. And, uh, Misa with Amitaso doesn't. And Rav is even worse because you have tremendous pain. At least with a cherub, it's quick death. Okay, but Rav, you, you, you linger for a long time. And Shri is even worse. Because Shri Kula Istanbul, that's the Gemara. Rashi's referring to that second part of that Gemara on Chesma Beis in, in Baba Basin, source number six. It says there, Look at the last line of six. And Shri is Kashmikulam. Being in captivity is worse than all of them. We say in English today it's a fate worse than death. Okay, because the Kulu Isnabu. Because all of the above are possibly going to happen to someone in Shri, to someone who's in captivity, someone who's held a hostage. That's what Rashi says. Because Rashi there in Baba Basu Chasmais in seven, the Maskal Shri writes, Shubiyara Akum hands, the captor can do whatever he wants. And this is hanging over the person's head. So in that sense, the Gemara is telling us that being in, in Shri, being in, in captivity, being a hostage in a certain sense of fate worse than death. Many of us have probably thought about that with or without this Gemara. Many of us have thought of that in the last couple of weeks. Never these poor people are being held hostage. What's happening to them? How are they being tortured? How they, it, it's just, it, it's unimaginable, unimaginable for their families. So that's the Gemara says Shri is worse. Being in captivity is worse, fate worse than death. It's even worse than what's mentioned here in the other Psukim. Because, because anything can happen. And therefore, the flip side, therefore, to redeem somebody from captivity, from being held hostage, that's why the Gemara calls that a mitzvah rabba, a major mitzvah. Tosus points out, the side point there, Chesim Beis, Dilma, Maskel, Pidgin, Shurim, and Source 8, you know, wonders why the Gemara in Megillah, which talks about the fact you're not allowed to sell a Sefer Torah for any purpose. Sefer Torah is the most sanctified the item with the highest kedusha that we have. You can't just sell it because you want to have money for a vacation or a trip or buy a house or whatever. No, you only can sell it for Lil Motor Lisa Isha. Only if it's necessary to, to learn or to pay for tuition or something like that and to get married. Otherwise, you can't sell a Sefer Torah. So Tosas wonders, why didn't it say also for Pidgin Shuyim? And Tosas answer is very interesting. Shema Milsa Pshitahi. That's obvious. That's how important Pidgin Shuyim The Gemara doesn't even have to mention because it's so obvious. We see the significance of Pidgin Shuyim. We look in the Rambam in source 11. Parakhes of Ilchus Matnas Anim Halachiyud. Pidgin Shuyim Kodno Parnos Anim Lachasosan. Redeeming captives, spending money, that's a higher, higher form of tzaka than supporting the poor or getting clothes for them and so on. But ain't lecha mitzvah gedola kapidyan shuyim. There's no greater mitzvah than pidyan shuyim. Shashavu, he, he was in captivity or she was in captivity. Somebody who's in captivity is in the category of someone who's starving and, and dehydrating and, and, and unclothed and, and it's, 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 uh, a condition of sakonis nefashim. A malim ain't a pidyonar is over someone who ignores the plight. Someone has an opportunity to do something, ignores the plight of shuyim, violates. The Rama mentions eight different things. I quoted the psukim in, in, in twelve through fifteen. The Rama quotes a whole bunch of different psukim. Lo saametis levalcha lo sikpotis yarcha. That's in Parshas Re'eh in source twelve. Perak tezvav of dvarim pasuk zayin says there regarding when you see somebody who's in in in, in, in time of need, don't. Close your heart. Don't grasp. Don't don't harden your heart. Don't close your hands to that person. You violate. You ignore somebody who's in, uh, who's in the captivity. You violate that. And Allah Samad Damarecha. You violate that. The Pesach Kedoshim in in Parakat Tes Pesach Design in Source Thirteen. Allah Samad Damarecha. You stand can't stand idly by the blood of your brother. Allah Yudana B'Farach Leinecha. 
That's the posik in Parshas Behar. And the second posik there in 14. Perkhof Hevaikra posik nun gibel. Lo yudanu b'farach Don't let a person be sort of like beaten or, or, or smitten, you know, and, and, and bound to hard work. Ubitel mitzvahs. You violate all those, says the Rambam. Ubitel mitzvahs pasach tiftach is yarkalo. You fail to perform the mitzvah opening your hand to somebody who's in need. That's the second posik printed in 12. Parshas Re'ed Varm Perk Tesvav posik cheski pasach tiftach is yarkalo. And you, you fail to perform a mitzvah for chayachi chaymach. That's in, uh, again in Bahar, Perkhafei Pasuklam Advov in 14. Let another, another Jew live with you. Okay? You know that in Parsha Kedoshim as well, Perkhafei Pasuklam Advov in 13. And, and that's a Pasuk in Mishlei, Perkhafei Pasuklam Advov in 15. Okay? Uh, save those who've been taken from death and so on. You violate all these things. And the Ramah adds, if that's not enough, the hybrid varm kailu, many other things like that. There's no greater mitzvah than pidyon shuim. And then in Halach Yeralaf, the Ram says, if the community who gathered money, they raised money, they had a fundraising drive, a building fund campaign to raise money for a shul. Okay? So then another mitzvah, important mitzvah comes, so you, you, you're allowed to use that money for that. But if they already bought Kano Avon and Koros, if you already bought the materials for the shul, the stone, the wood, whatever it is that you need for the shul, then you can't sell it for any other mitzvah. Ella pigeon shuim, except pigeon shuim. Except pigeon shuim. Okay? Mochen akol of pigeon shuim. And sell everything. The shul's already built right enough to knock the shul down and sell it for pigeon shuim. But other than that, you can sell it for pigeon shuim. These didn't appear as well in the shulchan ark. We skipped out of 16 now. So the other psukim. Pigeon Shuim comes before, and again, it's a, he quotes the Rambam, okay, regarding this din of the Shul. Any other mitzvah, you, you know, you can't push aside Pigeon Shuim of any other mitzvah. And he writes in Sibbeis, Hamalim, Eno Pigeon Shuim, someone who hides his eyes and doesn't participate in Pigeon Shuim, violates all these things. Again, like we saw in the Rambam, we saw in the Rambam. Then I'll see Gimel on the top of the next page, Kol Rega, Shema Acher, Liftos Hashuim, every minute. You delay trying to redeem a hostage. Practical, it's possible to do it earlier. It's like you're murdering. So we get the idea, the significance of Pidjan Shuim. And again, in the Shulchan Aruch, Nechus Beis HaKnesses, Tzim Kuf Nun Gimel Sif Yud Gimel, I want to stress these points. When source 17, it says that, uh, you know, if you raise money for the Shul, you can sell it for Pidjan Shuim. And the Mishabur goes into the details. Okay, um, um, you know, the, the you shouldn't really sell the Shul either. Okay, but you're allowed to for pigeon shul. That's what Mr. Burr points out and said, cut and pay in 18. Even if the shul's already built, the shul finishes 17 and skuf nun gimel yud gimel. Have a separate campaign for pigeon shul. And the Mr. Burr points out and said, cut and pay. You don't have to, but you can even sell the whole shul for the sake of pigeon shul. Okay. So, um, and again, just the idea, uh, the shul elsewhere. Kufton Gimel Vav says you can sell a shul for again for Talmidim and for marriage, and then Mishabur adds for pigeons to cotton chov dollar there for pigeon shulim as well. So we see the understanding of how important the mitzvah of pigeon shulim is. However, it's important now to take a look at source twenty one, a Mishnah in Gitten, okay, which says as follows: Daf Mem Hamad Aleph, Ain Poden Es Hashulim, Yeser Al Kedei Demeim. You cannot redeem, you should not redeem captives for more than their value. We have to see what that means. But you don't pay an exorbitant ransom. Okay? Mipnei tikkun ha'olam. have to see what that means. Somehow, have to repair the world. Tikkun ha'olam. Right? For the sake of the world being able to go on. And also, ein mavrichen shuyim. You don't release, you don't uh, have a uh, plan to sort of free shuyim if you can't free them all. Also, mipnei tikkun ha'olam. Rashi explains it, but the Gemara is going to explain it. So first of all, before we get to the Gemara on that, we need to, what does that mean? How do you figure out somebody's worth? So the Me'iri, you're not allowed to redeem a captive for more than he or she is worth. How do you figure that out? So the Me'iri, in Gittin, Mem, Gimel, and Bey, the beginning of that sugya, 23, writes, Okay, when they used to sell people in the marketplace, slaves and so on and so forth, that's how you can determine the value of a person, what he would command or she would command as an evid in the shuk. Okay, the lolafi ashramamamonam, not based on their own value, or how much money they personally have, or how much wealth they have. Okay, rather it's the fimashim karm bashuk. Now he does say at the end, mikol makom yesh omishimisharn lafimamona. Some say what the Mishnah means. No, you figure out how much money this person has, how much he or she is worth financially. But he writes at the end, venir and divarishon. I think the first approach is correct. You have to figure out what they'll be, uh, you know, what the amount would be in in the shuk. 
We'll come back to this. There is a relevant, a relevant related mission in Ksubas, Nun Aleph Amid Aleph. The Mishnah says, it's describing the requirements of a husband to a wife that relates to the Ksuba. So it says, Nishbeis, if the woman's wife is kidnapped, so Chayv Liftosa, part of the obligation of a husband is to redeem her. So the Gemara says, on Nun Beis Amid Aleph, on the bottom of the page, going over to Nun Beis, Beis 25, let's say she was kidnapped. They were demanding a ransom 10 times. There were 10 times, an exorbitant ransom. Palm Rishona Pote. He can do it once. After that, he, you know, it's up to him how much money he has and so on. We'll see what it means, why that is. But more important for us at the moment, Rishon Gamliel says, no. And you can't pay extra. Ain't, he quotes this mission getting on Memhei. Okay, ain't Poden is such a yes, like that man. They technically can't do it. Even a husband for a wife. Now that's a machlokas. I had a paskin. Rishon Gamliel seems to be the das yachid here because the Tanar Abonan is the, is the, is the Chachamim. The Chachamim say a husband for a wife can pay more. Rishon Gamliel says no. That mission applies to everybody. So some paskin of Rishon Gamliel because it's the star mission. Others say no, the husband for the wife is an exception. And that's a machlokas, which we don't have to go into great detail now. Um, the, in terms of the why after one time you don't have to do it? So Rashi explains there in Nun Beis Aleph in Ksubas 26, the requirement of the Ksubas only once. Then it's up to him. What is Olam? So we'll come back to that. But there Rashi says, what's the issue of paying an exorbitant amount? We'll, we'll come back to it in detail momentarily. Rashi Ksubas Nun Beis Beis 27.8. Because if you pay an exorbitant amount, so it just encourages these people to kidnap more. And they, they know they can, they can, they can get lots of money. Okay. So there comes a point. You got to say, I, I can't do it. Otherwise, it's just going to encourage more and more. And after a while, it's going to be just impossible to manage. Okay. That's what Rashi says. But getting back to the issue of, of, of how much the person's value is. So the Meiri there in Ksubas, Nun Beis, is a little bit of a steer because in, 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 in source, uh, in source, what do we have in uh, the first Meiri? In source 23, he said, Kadei de Mayhem, their value means the value in the marketplace. Here, uh, and the Ramasal Nishbase, the Ksubas, and Beis, and Beis, he says, Kadei Demeim, it says, Lok Eved, Lok Eved, okay, Kemosha Prisharab, not like an Eved, Nimkomashuk, Elafi, and Yonam, Ukvodam. It's what they have. So it's a little bit of a steer in the Meiri. The Ritva, okay, and their Ksubas, Nun Beis, and Beis, 29, the Ramasal Shungamil, he says there, Kevin the Kamalan ain't Poden Shun the Osim Kate Demeyan. He holds we passing up Shungamil here based on the mission Gitten. And he says again, Kevin and Imshu, Nimkomashuk, Okay, the ain't shamanist or other with the usher, it's got under with the person's personal wealth. It's kever nimkar b'shuk. The Rambam at least potentially introduces something else. The Rambam hilchos ishus perigud dal halach yirches paskins that that's part of the husband's requirement to wife nishpeis chayv liftos he has to redeem her. And the next halach yirches he's ain mechavenes habal liftos paskins like a shulam gamliel ain mechavenes habal liftos he's to be yeser the male. Now, how, how much is that? He doesn't quite say but rather like other kidnapped people. You know, to figure out, it's, uh, I don't say it in a funny way, but it's like a market rate. What, what, what do people normally do? That's what I think the Ram is saying. And I have to say, that's not what the Magad Mishnah says. The Magad Mishnah there in Perk Yudal of Ilkos Ishos, Logan Test 21, 31, I mean, the, the Magad Mishnah says, um, etc. And he says, That's how he understands the Ram. But I think the Ram may be alluding to something else. And it's like, not, not Eved and Imka Bishuk and not the person's wealth. But again, what is, Considered normal in the society at that time. That's how it looks like from the Radvaz. The Radvaz is a Chuva. Chuva is a Radvaz, Kelek Aleph, Simon Mem, 32. He was asked this question, how much I mean? Is it, you know, how do we figure it out? So first he writes in 32 in the Chuva, Now, unfortunately, it's the practice among Jews, we pay an exorbitant amount. We pay more. Okay. And he says, because maybe, okay, the Gemara says, well, you know, uh, you don't do it, but you shouldn't do it. We'll come back tomorrow, but you didn't, shouldn't pay an exorbitant fee because just encourage them to do more. So he says, unfortunately, uh, they do it anyway. <laughs> so it's not going to make a difference. They're going after us anyway. They go after people. It's not necessarily Jews. Okay. You find if the Goyim will pay this amount, so then we have to pay this amount. That's why I said before, it's a going rate. It's not, we don't look at the Eved Nimkab Shuk aspect, but rather, you know, they come after us. They came out, these pirates and kidnappers and human traffickers, whatever you want to call them, come after other people too. So you have to figure out, and that's what he thinks it means, right? Not Shivuyon. It would have been shivuyan, their value, fine. It doesn't say, yes, if they demand. So he writes on the fifth line there, mashma demand shoshun harogil b'chol ha-shuyim. 
the way I thought maybe the Raman was saying, but I don't know, the Raman may not say it, that's how the Mike Mishnah learns, but the Rad is definitely saying it. What is, so to speak, the going rate? Okay? And, um, but more than that, that you can't do, because otherwise then they'll see, oh, Jews pay more? We'll go after the Jews. Right? If they see that the, the Jews are paying whatever they're going, it's okay, they're, they're not going to pick on the Jews, but otherwise they will. On the other hand, he writes, but Jews do pay more. In Toma, Haray, and Rome, unfortunately, we do pay. So he gives us a few justifications. Okay? Chada, uh, maybe, um, you know, there are non-Jews who also pay this large amount if they're wealthy, or maybe it will come back to this point later, there's a Talmud Chacham amongst them, or maybe there are children that were afraid that they'll be, you know, taken to, to, to violate uh, Judaism, and so on. He gives a few different reasons, okay? Um, or maybe the person himself is, is redeeming himself, that the person who whatever he wants to redeem himself, we're talking about the community. So, and he quotes, but nevertheless, we kind of volunteer, and he quotes a Pusuk, I printed a Pusuk because we're familiar with that Pusuk, 33, Tilim Perk, Mim Zion, Pusuk Yud, Okay, if you think about it, remember, it's the last Pasuk in that we say seven times before Tekiyah Shofar on Rosh Hashanah. are people who volunteer to do more than they're considered Amalokav Rom. But strictly speaking, you don't pay more than a certain amount. The Maram Lublin disagrees with this Radvaz and Simon Tesvov of his Chubas, he's 34. He says, look, uh, you know, it's Evan and Imkabar and that's it. They said, even though today we don't have that too much, we can skip towards the end. He lived in Lublin. It wasn't the practice anymore. How do we figure that out? He says, nevertheless, that the din has changed. You have to figure it out. And there are still people, he said, in certain lands, he writes in Arab lands in his time, they do sell Avodim and slaves. There are still slaves and human trafficking. So you figure it out. I'll call me Aviazman Ba'inyan. So that's an interesting question, exactly how much you have to be willing to pay. Yorcha Shulchan, there in your Odessa and Reish Nun Beis, in Sif Yadal of 35, says, um, he says, um, he says, Shir, look at the last words, Shir Kedei Demeim Loyadano, we don't know exactly how much it is. But the bottom line is you're not supposed to spend an exorbitant amount, whatever we consider an exorbitant amount. Now, why not? So now we come to the Gemara. We saw a little bit, but now a little, a little in detail that Gemara and that Gemara in Gittin on that Mishnah Mem Hamed Aleph, which says you're not supposed to spend yes and kedei demand, whatever that kedei demand is. Either again, we have different opinions. Either it's the person's personal worth, or it's like a slave, or it's like whatever the going rate is for to redeeming captives and so on. Fine, you don't do more than that. And Rosh Hashanah again, thirty-five. Rosh Hashanah said Rishon and Beis Aleph said that we don't know what the exact amount is. Okay, but there's a certain amount which we understand is an exorbitant amount. So why can't you do it? So Abayilu thirty-six. Because you can't just put that kind of pressure on the community. Because, you know, the community has limited funds. And if you're going to spend everything we saw before, how important the mitzvah of Pidyan Shulim is, you have to do everything for Pidyan Shulim. Okay, but there comes a point. What do you do? Okay, you can't, you can't, you, it's going to keep happening. And then the community is going to run out of money. Duch, money, Duch, As Rashi says there in 37, You can't make the community become poverty stricken. Okay, I mean, yeah, it's important to redeem captive. Everyone else is not going to become a beggar and have no food. And it comes a point. You can't do it. Is that what it is? Oh, Dilma Mishum Doligro Or is it? No, it's like I said before, like we quoted before from, from, from Rashi and Ksubis back in source um, 27, that they won't become accustomed to doing it and doing it again. And the Nafkamina is, what if it is a very wealthy family? Okay, they're not, it's not going to be, they're not going to put any pressure on the community at all. They're not, they're not asking the community for a nickel. They're going to pay the exorbitant amount. So if it's to avoid pressure on the community, okay, so then a private person decides to pay more because his family raises the money themselves. They don't take away from anything in the community. Then okay. On the other hand, if it's not, if it's discouraged them from doing it more, then it would even have, uh, doesn't matter. He's still not allowed to do it. And so the Gemara says, Toshma, the lady by Dargo, a certain fellow, Parka Labirte Betlesar Alfe Dinarizav. He once redeemed his daughter for a huge amount, 12,000, uh, 12,000 golden dinars. That's a riot. That he did it himself. He didn't ask anybody from the community. He did it himself. The rich man he did it himself. So Amar Baye, so that seems to be right that it's okay. All right. That, that's what uh, Rashi says. They're getting my all 37. Probably the whole concern is not to pressure the community, but if you're not pressuring the community, so it doesn't matter. Okay. But then Abaye says, Uman Who said he did the right thing? According to Chazal. Who said that? Like that. Maybe he, maybe he did the wrong thing. We have no riot from him. Okay. So it's Abaye Dolev Shita. It's a question. Okay. Um, and also, that's something else, but the reason you shouldn't uh, just redeem a few captives at once, that's uh, because we're concerned about the others. And Rashi, and, and, and the, uh, the problem is because if you'll, Rashi explains, the Tanakam are concerned that if 
you redeem a few captives, so then they'll torture the other ones who are left behind. It'll make it worse for them. We saw that, I mean, we've seen that, you know, in the concentration camp. Somebody escaped, they went ahead and shot the, you know, uh, and they shot the, a lot of other people instead. So that's something to keep in mind. Now, a person, a personal person can do it, but to help only some and not others, you end up making it worse for the other people left behind. The, Is that what Mavrichen means? It doesn't mean breaking them out? Break, yeah, but only breaking some out. <laughs> only breaking no, some No, 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 not, 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 not paying for them. No, Doing it by force. force. Right, right, right. But even so, you shouldn't do it because they're the ones who are left behind. That's what I mean. Look right, at right. Okay. That, is, that is what it means. Yes, I'm sorry if I didn't make it clear. Yeah, you break them out, but you only break some of them out. And that's what the Gemara says. It only is one, <laughs> then it's okay. All right. The Ramam, Hilchos, Matnasin, and Parakas, like the Doesn't the Gemara, don't they differentiate in some place? I mean, besides the, the wife exception, isn't there an exception for family members also? Yeah, we'll get to it. We'll get to it. Okay, so Gemara Rambam Perek Ches Hilchos Alach Yud Beis Hilchos Mat Nasim Thirty Eight Ain Posen as Hashem Yes Al Demeim Nei Tikon Olam And He Paskins Shaloh Yu Yu Ovim Road from Achrei Lishvosam So Our Enemies Won't Pursue Us to Kidnap More People Okay And The Same Thing With Don't Break Them Out Because It'll Make Things Worse The Kesef Mishnah Says The Rambam Paskins Like Like The First Lashon of the Gemara That It's Not I mean, The Second Lashon of the Gemara Actually Not Not To Avoid Pressure On The Community But uh, For The Person They Won't Do It Again He Says That To The Rift Paskins As Well Okay So That's How We Seem To Paskin, the run on the riff and Gippen, Kov Gimel Aleph on the page of the riff, uh, says that way also. And he says, that's why we Paskin, Shurim Gimel Okay. Others disagree. Fine. Shulchan Aruch, Simresh, Nun Beis, Siv Dalad. Okay. Ein Podem, Es Hashum Yosem, Deremem, Dithikon Olam, Shalom, Yehua, Ovim, Mosrim, Atzmam, Aleyam, Lishrosim. So they, they won't give themselves over to kidnap more people. They won't uh, exert the effort to kidnap more people. And in Aleph of Siv, uh, Siv Hay, it says, Ein Mavrichen, Okay, again, it make things worse for the other people. Now, the Shach, you mentioned the point, Jack, you mentioned the Shach there in Sukkot and Dalad, says in Simeration of Bezier, 42, Shach says, Mashma filo Krovo, even if it's a relative. Okay, but then he writes about a Bach Poska, there are Shoyalif, those relatives can. So that's what you were alluding to. Okay, and because um, there, there's no Dukhan and Sibur, and so, so that's an that's, that's interesting question. Seems to be a Machokas, and he said the, the, the custom is, the practice seems to be that if a guy wants to redeem his wife or another relative, he's not obligated to, but he can. So that, that's what the, you were mentioned before, Jackie. The Pisgah Tshuva there, it's in Reish Nun Beis, in Sivkot and Hay. He quotes Amaram Lublin, who says that it's a matter of how much he's, uh, how much he pays in the Shuk, how, how much he would command in the Shuk as an Eved. And he quotes the Shuva Svaradvaz, we mentioned before. And in Sivkot and Vav, Again, a person can get out himself. He doesn't have to worry about the other captive. You can get yourself out, save your own life. When it says, that means the community shouldn't, or other people shouldn't just spring or break out break out some of them. Now, other exceptions. Tosas, I'm getting mem hayamad aleph. Yudu master lo ligur not sugya. Raise the question. I but there's a Gemara Ksubis, nun Gemara Ksubis, that says, um, the story of the wife, and it said that, uh, um, you know, he, he was willing to pay more, right? Uh, the Habib Kagufo, so that maybe that's different. It goes back to that Machlokas. Maybe the wife is different. Okay. She'll find that's one question. But I'm more interested in the second question now. First, we're going to get Come back to those in a second. Look at the Gemara in 45. It's a Gemara that sometimes we study on Tishabov. It's in those Gemaras in Parakanizok and Gitten that you learn on Tishabov. Tanarabonan. Once went to Rome, fine. And Omar Allah, they told him, There's a kid. Tinok doesn't mean an infant, a baby, a kid. There's a kid being held captive, a hostage in, in, in the prison over here. Good looking and charming kid and so on. So Halak, I'm sure, went. Omar al Pesach, he stood near the prison where the kid was being held, and he quoted a Pesach. Omar, me, no, salam, shisa, yakov, yisola, bozev. He quoted a Pesach. Okay, and it heard behind the wall there, the kid quoted the second half of the Pesach. They realized that the learned, very learned child, and he said, um, Omar, the second, third line of 45, Muftachane bo shemora hora b'Yisrael. This kid's going to go up to be a great leader of the Jewish people. Great mora hora. Havodos, I swear. She'eni zoz mikana she'eftenu b'chol mamon she'posno. I'm going to redeem him. Whatever ransom they can ask, I'm going to do it. And he didn't. He raised the money, got the kid out. And it ends up, not, not long after, Hitaka became a great Morora. Omano, who was that? The famous Rabbi Shmuel Ben Alisha. Yeah, Rabbi Shmuel. So, uh, well, there more than one Rabbi Shmuel. Fine, Rabbi Shmuel Ben Alisha. Okay, so Tosis, yes, what do you mean? How did he do that? He spent all this money. So go back to Tosis and get Nun Mem Hamad Aleph. Tosis asked that Kasha. So he answers, 
at the last line of 44, that tells him getting them having out to Maskel Delo. He says, There's an exception for someone who's a distinguished, a great leader, going to be a great Tamar Chacham. That's one. Inami, another, again, like I said before, you know, unfortunately, they, they bother us all the time. So, what do you mean? If we don't pay more, then they, if we pay more, then we're gonna, they're going to encourage to treat us poorly. They're going to be encouraged to kidnap more of us. They do it anyway. Okay, that's the two answers Tosus gives over there. On the Sugin Gittin, he gives a third answer. Okay, Gittin, Nun Chesem and Alf Dumas will call Mamon, 46. It raises the same question, the same question implied. How did Abishur Benchanya spend all this money? He says, Ki Ika Sakonos Nefoshas, Hoden Chuas, Yeshud Yosel, Kadei Demayan. When his life in life is in danger, when there's a threat to life, so then you can pay more. You hear that? That's a very important point. Basically, what, what the toast is saying is that the sugian getting the mission getting don't pay more than their value. Have we determined what the value is? We have different shitas. That's talking about pirates, you know, kidnappers who are interested in ransom money. They want to make money. It's, it's a business. Okay, they kidnap somebody and they hold them up for a ransom. You get the money, then they go to retire in the Caribbean somewhere. Okay, that's what they want. Or, or human traffickers, they want to make money. It's a business. That's when a mission implies. That you're not, or, or says you're not, that's the mission applies. Okay, you're not allowed to spend more money. But, says Tosas over here, but when there's Sakonis Nefoshes, they're not kidnapping, you know, just to, to make some money. It's Mamish Sakonis Nefoshes. They're doing it for a second. That's a different story. And that's how Tosas perhaps was going over there. Then he gives the other two answers. And he says, huh, yeah, the other answer is maybe, uh, I'm sorry, he gives, the, uh, certainly here, Inami gives one of the other answers. He was a great time of So there we see a couple of uh, of exceptions. Now, what Tos is getting at when he says that there was a, you know, a possible threat to life, that's a sugya also in Gittin, Mem Vomit Base 47. A guy sells himself to a guy. He for to be an indentured servant. He had no money, whatever, he sells himself. So that ain't Podem Rosa. You don't have to redeem. He sold himself. However, once he dies, you get the children out of there. Okay? Now, why, why did you redeem him the first time? So Rashi explains that it must be. Rashi and Gittin, Mem Vomit Base said it must be because Hover does it all the time. And that's what the Gemara says. In 49, Memvo and Bez, the guy did it. Amar of Asi, who Shemokha, Vishon of This guy did this several times. So the first time you try and redeem him, but after that, okay. But the children you have to redeem. But there's something else that comes out from that Gemara. The end of uh, first paragraph 49. Hahu Gavra, third line of 49. This is getting the very bottom of Memvo and Bez. Hahu Gavra, the Zobin Nafshe Leludoi. He got, he sold himself Leludoi. Who's Ludoi? Look in the last Rashi in 50. Getting Memvo and Bez, Ludoi. Uma Shaochlin Bnei Adam, cannibals. Cannibals. He sold himself to a cannibal tribe. So then, also the comment of Ami, they asked Rabbi Ami, what should we do? Amalem Pirkin, you better redeem him. You got to get him out of there. Amalem, what do you mean? I thought the Mishnah says if a guy sold himself several times, and this guy apparently did, so then you, 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 you don't have to take him out. So he said, no. You, you, we said before you get the children out because we're afraid they'll be taken off the Derek, the Kilkula, right? Look in Rashi, Memzanim, Allah 51. Mishum Kilkula, Shemi, Yut, Meubo, Dekochavim. They'll become like a Goyim. If we're concerned about that, to look at the last line of, of, of 49 that I printed on Memzanim, Allah, in, in, uh, in Gittin, it says, Kosekain, Hachadika Katola. Here it's life and death. It's, he didn't, maybe he didn't realize it. He sold himself to, to, to cannibals. Okay, so it's, you know, it's, uh, uh, therefore for life and death, it's a different story. Do we paskin like that? Well, Tosa says as that as one of three answers. You put the two Tosas together. Tosin getting Mem Hamad Aleph in 44. And the Tosin getting the Datil Maskal Delo. And the Tosin getting Nun Ches Amad Aleph. Dir Maskal Kol Mamon. Put the two Tosas together. We have three different answers. But one of them is that life and death is different. Do we paskin like that? Well, the Ramban in his Chidushim to getting Mem Hamad Aleph 52. The Ramban writes, Dir Maskal Bishum, uh, mentions the following. Mistabra, the Talmud Chacham, the guys of Talmud Chacham, he learns the Gemara that way. That's why Rabbi Shua was able to redeem Rabbi Shmuel. He was Talmud Chacham, you can, you can do everything. Okay, that's necessary because we don't, we can't replace them. We need the leadership and so on and so forth. That's what Rabban writes. He doesn't mention about life and death. Similarly, the Rashbo and his Kedushim to get in Mem Hamad Aleph, the Omaskal Mishum, also writes, Rishum and Khan was able to do that because, first of all, maybe it's different. Maybe it was a relative. Okay. Um, you know, Rashua did, I'm sorry, maybe Rashua did on his own. He didn't tax the community. Okay. Inami, it's because, um, he was a Tamar Chacham, Tzorba Rabbana, that's different. The Ritva in, Ritva also in Ksubastun Beis, and Beis, Tumas Mashimalil says that Tamar Chacham, Podinos, Subachal, Momon, Shabbat, So we find an exception for somebody who's a community leader, the community dependent, the community needs him. The Radva has a different Shuva than we quoted before. It's Chelek Alaf Simon Tov, Tzadi Ches, 55. The, uh, the Radvaz writes also about Tamar Chacham, Podinos, Subachal, Momon, Shabbat, 
That's on as far as we're sure. That's the Iker reason. And he says that the other reason, that's the main reason he passes like that. That's the main reason uh, for that sugya, not the other one. So, Lahalocha, okay, um, yeah, Lahalocha, and by the way, at the end, he writes, he writes, why aren't we worried? Why is the Talmud Chacham different? So, first of all, because the community needs him, but also because it's not going to drive up the price because the captors don't know that there's a Talmud Chacham. They're not going to realize that, you know, I mean, it's not that they kidnap someone and give him a fahir to see the Talmud Chacham. Okay. Wasn't well, Marama Rutenberg's concerned though? We'll get that shortly. We'll get that shortly. We'll get that shortly. So anyway, and, and, but he does say the Red Brothers in the end of the Chuba, right? You should say the only reason we're paying extra is because this guy's a Talmud Chacham. Right? So they won't think that every Jew is like that. Uh, the Rush in Ksuba's Paragdal. The same issue, the same issue came up with Rav Hutner in no, we'll get that 70. Hashem will get that too. So the Rush writes in Ksuba's Paragdal at Simon Chavbez. Or not, the wife different and so on. The machlokas we show him, he mentions, but he does write at the end the reason some say that Rishon is wrong. The husband can be pulled to the wife for even more. The mission again doesn't apply to husband for wife, and he writes because Kamosha last word, last line of that rush. Fifty six. Adam He does it himself. So that's a. So so far we we have a few yotzim in a cloud. Okay, one Yotzim and Akal is the person himself, or perhaps his close family members can spend more. Another exception is Tamar Chacham, and another exception is Sakonos Nefoshos, okay, as some say. The Rambam, Paskin, is a Perkhes, Halachi Gimel, interesting, he doesn't mention the Tamar Chacham, but he does mention in the end of 57, is a Perkhes, Halachi Gimel, in Hilchus Matnas, and he Bikshul Hargo, if life's in danger, they want to kill him, then you can redeem him even more many times. However, the Ramban, in his Chidushman Gittin, we said before, it's Mem Hey Omid Aleph. You can hold up the question now if it's okay. Uh, in, in Gittin, Mem Hey Omid Aleph, the Ramban writes, Yesh Omrim, Some say that if there's a danger to life, then, then you can be po there, wherever money. But below Mistab, I don't think it's true. The Shavi Kulis, remember the Gemara we started with, in Baba Basadab Ches. We said that every captive, there's a potential circumstance of fashions, right? We had that Pasuk that spoke about Misa, and the worse than regular Misa is Kherab, and worse than Kherab is Rob, and Shri is worse than all, fate worse than that. That's every Shavuot. So it can't be that that's an exception. So that's an interesting point. The Ramban simply, somehow seems to disagree. The Me'iri, and Gittin Memehayim and Al-Timas of Kvar, Biyana 59, talks about Yesh Cholkin Bifodes Atzmo. A person can... um Mention the things that we have, you know, with the three exceptions. Podes Atzmo, guy can redeem himself, maybe immediate family. Shema Koshe Chashash Misa in Ludover Kitsu, he says at the end, three lines at the bottom. Chashash Misa is different. And Tzubar Rabban and Talmud Chacham. How do we pass into the Shulchan Aruch? There in your Adeus and Rachel and Beis, if Dalim 60 writes, A person who can pay himself to redeem himself, he can pay whatever he wants. Okay. The Chayin Ludover Chacham, and also Talmud Chacham. And then in Tzivav, the end of Sivav, Mechaber writes, the im bikshul hargo podenos homiyara filachakavah bikshul hargo is also different. So if you look in the Yam Shul Shlomo and Gittin, and that's again Gittin's Parak Dalat Simon Samach Vav in the Yam Shul Shlomo sixty one. So he writes, well, first of all, like we said in the Radvaz, he's older than Radvaz. He writes, for Idna Anche Gomi Chasonber to Garma Vasmukan and Podim Ashul Yosef Yosef Mekdei the Man. Jews who are Gomi Chesed, we spend and redeem captives for much much more than they're worth. Okay. He said, well, the Gemara says you shouldn't place a strain on the community. The communities uh, will accept the strain. You can, you want, we don't have to accept that. We're, we're going to take the strain. Okay. They will do it. And he says, yeah, especially now, he says, unfortunately, in the third line of 61, we're in exile, such a small community. We have to worry about every Jew and so on. It's different and so on. Okay. Then he writes also about Sakonis Tafoshis. Okay. And many times today, you know, today, many of the captives in his time, there was a threat to life. So he also passes that way. The second last line on that page of a Sakonis Nefoshes, Podniosmic Day demand. And then he tells the story that someone mentioned before in the Ram Rutenberg. Shomati Amarami Rutenberg, okay, who was captured in the big palace of Migdal Eichheim, okay, for many years. We know the story, okay, we have Kinnis and Tishbub and so on. They wanted a huge amount. But Kehilo, so here at the top of the next page, Kehilo, so he wrote some of those. So the communities wanted to redeem it. It was Rittenberg, okay? And it was no one like him. He didn't allow it. He said no. He would not let the community redeem him for this exorbitant ransom that they were commanding. Vitama Ani, says the Yom Shul Shlomo. There was no one like him in the old generation. He was the leader of the generation. 
by the Mar Mutenberg is considered the last of the Balayatosis. He was the Rebbe of the Rosh and the Rebbe of the Mordechai and the Rebbe of the Maimonis, you know, major, major figure. And, and you can redeem him for everything. And if you want to tell me, well, he was so humble, he didn't consider himself, then how could he not be Choshesh for Bittel Torah and so on and so forth? Okay. So he yeah, said, but he clearly, he clearly was giving, you know, learning and giving something yeah, yeah. from the prison. Well, so, that, but that was that that may have been at a later time because you look at the third. It's true because the uh, um, no the um, what's his name uh, one of the Talmudim came in um, Tashbates came in and wrote down his record. The only thing is the Amshel Shomer look the third line on that page. Who are Yoshev Choshev at Talmudim? Believe Torah or so maybe there were different times. He was there for many years. So maybe you know, the, the, he mentions that uh, point. But in any event, at the end, he writes, we also have to be concerned because he said we have to be choshes and maybe they'll go after other Talmud Chacham. I said before, they won't give a fahir, but they can find out who the Talmud Chacham are. And he writes, Shamati, Shohayab, the last two lines, Shohayab Adas, Oso Atzor, Litvos Gam Rosh, Talmido. The, the same guy who put the Maramunberg in prison wanted to put the Rosh in prison too. And the Rosh got word of it, so he ran away, ran to Spain. And he got away, yeah. However, the Amsh- so that's the, the story of the Marm Rutenberg. So maybe again, you have to worry about what's going to happen to other people. The Amshel Shlomo further in Gittin Paragdals and Ein Beis, he writes again, Heichashika Sakonis Nefoshes, Podenos Ophila Kamapamim, Sakonis Nefoshes is different. So on that Simon and Yoridais and Rachel and Beis, in Quentin Dalad, 63, the Piskei Chubas, in Quentin Dalad, quotes different opinions, whether that's the true. If the guy is Omi Lahariga, he says, he quotes the Chuvas Yad Elio. We mentioned last week one of the early Archonim from Lublin. His Chuvas printed Simon Mem Gimel. I printed part of the Chuvas in 64. You can take a look at it. He says, that answer of Tosis, right, who says that his life and death is different. Look at the second line. Terutso kama lo It's not la We don't pass on la Like the Ramban said. Okay, because same thing. The Gemara said, Shri is, is, is someone who's a Shavoy, who's Bishri. All the things apply, including death. And therefore, uh, you know, Pidgin Shrim is no different. Every, every, every cap, every captured person in the life and death situations. You can't make that a chiluk. And he said, I mentioned before, again, I quoted Sim Tezvav, okay, uh, in 65, part of that Shuvah also. We have to worry about that as well. Uh, and it doesn't matter, even if it's a life and death situation. You look at the rest of the Pesachet Shuvah, he quotes those who disagree with that. He quotes the Knesset Yechezkel. Uh, in the middle, he quotes an interesting point, you know, but I thought if, if Rambam said, the Shulchan Aruch said, right? Isn't that a lav? A lav, you have to spend every every nickel. You don't have to spend every nickel you have. There's a limit how much you have to spend for a mitzvah's assay. There's a limit how much you have to spend on a little bit of or any other mitzvah's assay, right? Not more than one-fifth and so on of, of, your, of your, what you have. But for a low you have to give up everything. Even if you lose your job, you can't work on Shabbos, right? So, so it doesn't matter. So what about this low So they talk about a difference, whether it's the Kumbasei, Sheval Taz, and it's Sugim for a different time. But in any event, that seems to be my focus, whether for a uh, life and death situation, not so posh, not everybody agrees. Okay, so certainly some post Shulchan Aruch says, if the guy's life is in danger, then you can spend whatever you want. And other post we see, again, the Maramil Blin and the Yad Elio and others, the Pesachet Shuvah quote, say we're not so convinced that that's not necessarily true. So that remains perhaps a little bit of open question, even if there's life and death, because, again, even if it's a life and death situation, it could be that, um, what do you call it? It could be that, uh, you know, it'll end, it'll end up making things worse, etc. So uh, that's what we have to keep in mind. One other thing to throw into the mix Okay, um, I saw the Meshach Chochma, the Apostolic and Parshat Kisaytse talks about the Ishi of Tor, right? That's the attractive woman who, uh, a Jewish soldier, be, uh, quote unquote, falls in love with her and he takes her as captive. So at the beginning of Parshat Kisaytse, you bring her back and there's a whole process we follow and so on, then he can take her as a wife, right? So the Pusik says in the beginning of Kisaytse, the Warren Parakhaf Allah Pusik Yud, Kisaytse on the Chama Levecha, Un Sonor Shemalachel Yadecha, the Shavisa Shavio. Hashem gives your enemy over to you and you take captives. Captives. So the Meshachach, or Simcha, there, in Parashat Zetei Parakhafal of Pasuk Yud, 67, writes that the only time the Yafas Torah din applies, that leniency applies, is after you, you find her in the battle, Hashem, you've defeated the enemy. The war is over. Then you can take her. She says, right, Shadafka im Hashem no sena oyabiyad Yisrael. Otherwise, what happens? Each side often takes POWs. They take prisoner of war from each side. You take from them, they take from you, and so on. And then, prisoner exchange. Okay? So the Meshachachma writes, you have this Ashiyafaz Torah, the war is still going on. You can't take her because you got to hold her in case she can be used to redeem Jews. You know, that's what he's saying, right? Um, in Cain, you're going to hold her and so on, not use her as a potential 
you know, uh, whatever, potential person for a prisoner exchange, it makes things worse for all the Jews. A very fascinating comment. What it introduces us to is the idea that in war, maybe some of the dinim are a little bit different. I just pointed, I'm not going to read inside now to save time. We look in 68. Summarize a nice, neat summary of many things that we said. Uh, he writes, uh, uh, 68. He says again, he talks about the chuvas. He goes to that some say, and the says, not that way. Eventually, we saw that. But he says, you know, in the second paragraph, we saw the Meiri Mefurish that way. The Meiri said openly, if there, because the Rambam, you know, the, the Meiri said openly, if there's life and death danger. The Rambam didn't really say it. If you look back in that Rambam in 57, in Bikshula Hargo, that was talking about the guy who, he redeemed him. That was the guy who sold himself. The Rambam didn't quite say it by a regular hostage. So the, the, I think what some Achorim want to say, the Rishonim don't mention that life and death is different. And other Rabbah, Ramban said life and death doesn't matter because every Shavu is in a state of life and death, you know, the danger to life. But the, 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 Sheva Levi writes, the Me'iri says it. But he writes, the Me'iri wasn't available. The, the manuscript wasn't available. They didn't see it. So Okay, the Me'iri says it. Okay, and therefore they would have seen, these Achorim would have seen, the earlier Achorim didn't see the Me'iri, it wasn't available until later on, it hadn't found and, and reprinted the manuscripts. So it's an interesting, interesting comment. Okay, and then he quotes the Pesachet the Mokham Ika Chashosh Ketala Chayav, and so on. And he mentioned about that Osama Adam Reyachov, it's interesting, Tshuva, you can see it, and he summarized the Pesachet Tshuva, and he says at the end, you know, we, we can't worry about, we have to worry about saving these people, and, and, and so on. Okay, you take a look in the last uh, 69, the last thing on that page. Chuvas Yabia Omer, that's Ravad Yosef. Chelek Yud, Chelek Hoshemish, but Simon Vov. Long, long Chuvas, I only quote one small paragraph on the Entebbe operation. Okay, whether that was a halacha, what are the halacha issues, and so on. Actually, the Rabbanim were consulted. He writes, very interesting, long, and I didn't read the whole thing, very, very long Chuvas. So in Chafalaf, he writes, to Mikol Makom, Benidin Didan, says, Os Chafalaf, and that Chuvas. Sharov HaPoskim, he and look, Rabbi Yosef quotes everybody and anybody, and he says, "Sharov haposkim srile shabemukam sakana podin yosem echdei demein." Rov haposkim said, "If it's a sakana, then you do whatever you have to spend, whatever you have to have." The low matzano migdole haposkim shomalach. We don't find the gedole haposkim who said otherwise. Okay, and in the third line, mikomokum she sakana mamosh v'davik nidda dan lo chashin la haytaima. We're not worried about what's going to happen in the future, and maybe they'll do it more. Yeah, last sakana to fight. That's what Shevet Alevi also said. Right, if you look at the second last paragraph of 68, right now there's a real sakana in the fosh. We can't say, well, if we redeem them, they'll do it again. We'll project the future. You can't worry about that right now. Right now, the sakana is the fosh. That's all we, all we have right now. Look at the last words of that second last paragraph of 68. I'm going back again to Shevet Levi. He says, you look now, right now, the sakana. You can't worry about the future of the Sakana right now. So that's that's, not, that's right. not referring to prisoner exchange, though. That's no, that's, no, 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 no. That's that's, the, that's pagan for money or something. Well, no, no. That that's well, not so clear. Okay, we don't know. Okay, uh, he's not talking about prisoner exchange. It looks like, but it's talking. And again, the and Rav Yosef certainly is talking about. You know, again, it was the Antebi, so it wasn't for for money. It was the well, I'm not sure. It could be that it was ultimately for money, but it's probably for other prisoners also. So I'm not sure. But look at it says. He said, we're worried that they're going to do it again. Look what Rabbi Yosef writes, and this is what the contemporary situation. We're going to redeem and captives and so on. It's going to, they're going to, they're going to encourage him to do it more. He writes, even without that, these terrorists do whatever they can do anyways. Right? To upset normal life in Eretz Yisrael. They're doing it anyway. Oh, we'll give in over here, then everything will be okay. Are you crazy? That, that's what he's saying. People are saying, okay, well, look, ceasefire and all these things. Again, I don't know a point on, 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 you know, matters that are well beyond my knowledge in, in both in Aloha and in, and in CS and militarily and politically and everything else. But still, to say we should, and every, oh, now everything will be okay. No, all everything will, everything won't be okay. That's what Vadya Safe is saying. They're trying to destroy them and destroy us anyways. On the other hand, you know, there are a number of things to, to look into. The Pisre Chuba in 70, uh, this is just a, a, an echo of last week. What about, okay, that's about, like Howard said before, maybe that's money, that's other things. What about risking your life to get the hostages out? Is that a different, we're talking about money and redeeming them other ways. So that goes back, we talked about last week a little bit, I quoted the length last week, but in your day, it's in Rachel and Base. So Kot Aleph, he quotes that Yad Elio, again, we mentioned last week, is a person required to put himself in a sakana danger to rescue someone who's in danger. And it's maybe it's a minus chasidus and so on, so we talked about that last week. So that's also an important consideration when you're talking about a military operation to free. We're talking until now, okay, a group of government can negotiate or whatever, okay, they're not putting anyone's life at risk, but what if you're putting someone's life at risk? So we saw and I repeat it again, the Minchas Chinuch, 
in Mitzvah Tov Chav Hey Oz Gimel, writes, no, that in war, you have to do what you have to do to save people because Chayecha Kodman doesn't really apply. He writes, should never be able to have war, according to Halacha, because Right, and every soldier say, "I pikuch nefesh, doch everything." You need him kipper, kamalit shabbos, pikuch nefesh. So why you have to listen and go out to war? So no, says uh, says the minchas uh, chinuch. No, that that's the nature of war, and the Torah allows it. So therefore, obviously, even though sakana, you have to do it. The tzib says the same thing. The marom is sada and erevin mem heim adal divamasul shom pirish rashi divamasul v'hob v'lo v'lav. He says also right to the end. The ain boy says that lo elav shashayim lechama. The ain boy says sakana is a fashas klal. We can't take that into account. When it comes to war, so that's that, that's the issue. Uh, Rabbi Waldenberg, Dain Waldenberg, and Sitz Eliezer, Chelik Yud Gimel Simon Kuf. We saw it uh, last week also in seventy three. And Oz Aleph, he says during a war you have to put yourself into a sakana. And he says also in Oz Zion, the Oz Kain Shemarim Yomer the Mechama Shiny. Every person has to fight the war to save other people because Mechama and Hilchus Tzibur and so on is different. And he writes in an Oz Ches, he says again. You have to willing to risk your life to save someone's in Vada Sakana. And again, in the Osir, he writes, So that's again, so wartime, and I'm not asking anything for contemporary situation. You have to look at it carefully. You have to figure out what makes sense for the war effort. Okay? There's a next chuva I quoted is Chuvas Aselacharav. I don't find it from the sheets, I think, but Aselacharav, that's from David, Chaim David Alevi. Was a chief rabbi in Tel Aviv, died in, uh, in 1998. So his chuvah, quotes from Shlomo Gorin, who says, Well, the problem is that if you know, if you're going to, you're talking about prisoner exchange, you know, I mean, they had it with Gilad Shalit, Nebuch, you know, so they released him and they gave a thousand guys up. One of these thousand guys was, was active in, in this operation, just happened on October 7th. And Baruch Hashem, they killed him this time. But, you know, so that's a question that Gorin mentions that. Okay, brings that up. And he says, you're going to let, let go of Mispar Ko Godel Shomachablim. That's a problem. But on the other hand, Rechaim David Levi writes, the problem is, uh, neged this idea, third line, neged em Shomachachlita, omda nekuda chashuva no sevis, vihi ha moral, mem vavreish lamed, the moral, the last line, shall chayle tzal. What about the morale of the soldiers? Okay? Because the soldier knows that if he gets taken captive, but he knows that the country's going to get him out, and do whatever they can to release him. So that gives him a certain amount of mysterious nefesh, a certain amount of kayak to go fighting. We're going to stick to Allah, we can't redeem you, so it's going to be bad for the morale of the soldiers. So what the Bechayim David Alevi is saying, you also have to take into account what's best for the war effort, and to figure that out also. Okay, that, uh, you know, again, we have to do what, 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 the, what the leaders figure out. What the, you want to break the, uh, what's going to be, what's, the, that, that's the balance. What's going to be a bigger problem? Strengthening the mechablim, strengthen the mechablim of the terrorists, right? If, if, if you give them what they want and so on and, and release their prisoners, what's better, that versus morale of the soldiers? I'm not here to paskin, but that, that's an important issue. Another chub I printed next chub, Chavos Binyamin. That's a Rev. Shol Yisraeli, also died in the mid 1990s. Chayel Galaf Simon Tezani mentioned something else. We said before that a person can redeem himself. That's allowed, right? You can do whatever you have to. So he says, well, Shekevan Sheela Yotzelam Chama B'Shlichas Hamadina. These people went out to war. Why they did it? Why they went out to war? Because they were told by the government they have to do it. They work for the government, right? Harei Kayemes, Umeres Yishchaibus, Biltik Suva, but Muvenes Meilel, that the government, it's like redeeming yourself. Because you, you, you're their shliach. In other words, you're the soldiers. Just like a person can do it, who's in captivity, can do whatever he has, has to do to get himself out, even pay an exorbitant fee. Well, these soldiers went in on shlichas in the government. So therefore, it's understood that they have to do everything they possibly can, okay, to get them out. All right? And the second paragraph, he writes, It's like the government accepted that obligation by sending these young men out to war, or women. There's no limit. So again, these are some of the issues. In, you know, uh, uh, you have to do what's best for the war effort. So uh, Jackie mentioned before, I printed in the next source from Rabbi Shech to Sefer, and anyone who's around my age and old will remember this. talks about the end of the summer in 1970. Okay? 
Tafsu terroristim Arabim Shnei Abiram. I think there were four. Took uh, they captured I think four planes. They had two planes. They hijacked planes and they brought them with with, with Jews coming back from Eretz Yisrael. They were Americans, American Jews. Remember that in 1970. I remember it. We said tell them in school and everything else. Okay, I was uh, still well before my mitzvah, but I still Black, remember it. Black okay. September. Yeah. So they brought they brought these, these four planes to a um, to some field someplace in Jordan. Okay, and they held them there. Now I remember. I found out later rather. They actually tried to get a fifth plane. It was an LL plane. They tried to get the same day. And the LL plane, um, the, you know, most of the LL pilots are former Air Force fighter pilots, the Israeli Air Force. So the guy put the plane into a sudden uh, nosedive and it knocked everybody off balance, including the terrorists and the security on board was able to overpower them. I have a friend who was on that plane. The people on the plane didn't know at first what was going on. All of a sudden the plane goes in a nosedive. You can't imagine the panic that went through. But then anyway, but they took these four planes and they, and they were going to kill everybody and so on. And the Shekhtar writes, Uben HaShuim HaYah HaGonah Ritzah Kutna Zichon HaRocha Rosh Hashiv Zichon HaChaim Berlin. Rosh was on that plane, Rosh Hashiv HaChaim Berlin. And he says that some people, his Talmudim, wealthy Talmudim, had an idea that they would raise a ton of money, okay, well, his wealthy Talmudim from Chai Berlin would raise the money and go to Misrachot, you know, the State Department in, in, in the United States, and propose that they'll give up this money, they'll give this money away to uh, to get uh, Rav Hutner to be released. Okay, so the Rabbanim point out when they discussed this mission, getting them, and off that we said you're not allowed to spend more than an exorbitant. They were going to raise an exorbitant amount. I don't think the State Department would ever have gone for it, but that's a different discussion. Okay, but they they, they asked the Shiloh, and uh, it was pointed out that certainly qualifies as a Talmud Chacham and a leader of the Jewish people at that time. But he said, um, some say that uh, you know you can do it. But look at the last couple of lines. The Ton Az Kenegdan are going to be Yaakov Kamenetsky's in Kamenetsky said, no, you can't do it. The whole Cheshman is wrong. He said, because that whole discussion about paying an exorbitant amount for a Talmud Chacham, certainly uh, 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 you know, he fits the bill, he qualifies. But that's talking about paying off some kind of a kidnapper, a pirate, or something like that, who wants the money for his own you know, uh, retirement fund or whatever it is. So then you can pay more. Okay. But here, what's going to happen? The Yishvuyim, he said, B'Shas Mechama, we're going to stop. What are you do with the with the money? They're going to use the money. You're helping in the middle of the war. You're helping them. You're going to give them more things they're going to do with the money. They'll strengthen. They have more money. They'll have more wherewithal. They're going to kill more Jews. So that's a different story. In a battle, in a war, you can't spend an exorbitant amount even for a Tamar Chacham, because what are they going to do with that money? They're not looking to retire in the, in the Riviera. Some of them they're looking to, they're looking to use the money to make more weapons, attack more Jews. Okay, so this is a very, you know, a major problem. You have to figure out what's best in the war effort. I just want to conclude with a couple of... So what would, what would Rabbi Yaakov have said about Kevin, about Kaznov and what he tried to do with Hungarian Jewry? Yeah, I understand that. Uh, I, I don't know. I don't know. There were other, there are other episodes where people did. So I'm just reporting what the Biakamnetsky said. I mean, it's, it's a, it's an interesting point. I mean, uh, you know, uh, right there, I think it was a fate complete. They were already, right. it was already done. They were already I don't know. I don't know. imprisoned. Yeah. Here they were grabbing them to imprison them. I think yeah. it's different. I think so. I don't know. It's a good question though. Okay. Let me just end off. You know, I mentioned Shul this morning. It says in our Sedra, right after the, we're going back to full circle, right after Avram redeemed Lot. So it says over there in the next parak, parak Tesla, Pesach Aleph. Okay. I don't have a, some of the pages here, but it says that, because uh, Baruch Hu said to Avram, Al Tira Avram Anochi Mogenloch. Don't be frightened, Avram, because I'm protecting you. Okay. So it doesn't say what was Avram frightened about. What was, what was he nervous about? Why did Hashem tell him, don't be frightened? Now, implication being that he was frightened. And of course, Baruch Hu had to sort of uh, encourage him and tell him, don't be frightened. I'll protect you. I'll save you. From what? What, what was the concern? This was right after Achard Ramadan. It was right afterwards. So Rashi says, you want to know what he's frightened about? He said, Anochi Mogenloch, mean have Onish. I'm protecting you from punishment. What punishment? From what? You won't be punished for the lives that you took in this battle to redeem Lot. Avram was worried. I killed people. Right? He didn't just walk in there and ask for his nephew Lot. And they said, okay, here, take him home. No, he had a fight and people were killed. Okay. And therefore, again, that has contemporary significance. Avram was nervous, maybe uh, taking life. We're not happy about taking life ever. And Avram was nervous. Hashem told him, no, you did the right thing. That's the point. Sometimes, uh, even if you have to take life, lives, that's what you have to do. You have to figure out each situation. The last source that I printed is in Parshas Chukas, another episode of a, of a Shavoy, and that related to this, we'll see in a moment, relates to us as we finish up. Parshas Chukas, Parakafalaf, Posak Aleph, the Kanani Melacharad, some say it was actually a Maliki disguise, however they were, they came and they took Vayishmenu Shevi. They took a captive. Rashi says, Vayishmenu uh, Shevi, 
one captive. So Bnei Yisrael didn't just say, okay, big deal, one captive. No. Pasuk Bey is back in the previous one. Vahida Yisrael Nether, I took a nether to Hashem. And he said, if you do this, I'll give stock and so on. Hashem listen, and the Jewish people would redeem this captain. They were victorious. So the Ramban writes over there, the Sipar Akosov Kishoma Hashem Tfilosam. Because Baruch accepted the Tfilah. It was a Tfilah. We're going to go in and try and redeem this one hostage. Okay, and the Alshik until in Perak Samachay Pasuk Vav, this will finish. Al Yedet Stoka Oso Lahemis Baruch No Rose through the midst of Stoka, through the midst of Tefila, because Baruch will answer. They were able to redeem this captive. So that's something a lesson to us. We're not on the front lines here. We're not going in again. The uh, you know the the, the the soldiers perhaps have a responsibility, and then the government does responsibility. Some of the truths that we saw, lives are at stake, and so on. We have to do everything. But one thing we can do here is we can daven. Okay, we can daven. And that's the Rabban writes, we continue to daven with the same Islavists we've had till now, continue to daven. And we can do other mitzvahs like Tzaka, and in that merit, HaKadosh Baruch Hu should talk here at Tzila, and once again, let all the hostages come back safe and sound. And hope we'll hear Besuros Tovos Bekarov. Amen.